Welcome to the And I Am podcast. I am your host, Ann Billingsley, your coach for this season. Today, I want to introduce myself and just let you know who I am, where I come from, where I've been, and where I'm going. Today's topic is none other than my very first book, and that is entitled Single Don't Mean Sorrow. I just wanted to get on here and just encourage the single women on today because I spent a long time as a single woman, as a single parent, and I feel that I am much qualified to speak speak on this subject. So again, I am a author. I am a life coach. I am a host of and I am podcast. I am a wife. Now <laughs> I'm a mother to two adorable children. I'm excited about that. And I am a servant of God. That's first and foremost. I just wanted to uh, talk about singlehood on today and just encourage the singles out there because I just remember being a single woman. I remember being a single parent and I remember the struggle. I actually wrote a book entitled Single Don't Mean Sorrow, Find Your Purpose and Prosper. And I was just reading over one of my chapters today and it was called A Just Man Falls. And I was just remembering back when I was wanted a man so bad. I wanted to be married. Where I come from, you know, just being single, then dating, then single, then dating. I was in a long lasting relationship from when I was about 15, 16 years old. And my dad would always tell me that, you know, that's not the guy for you. That's not the guy for you. That's not what you want to do. You know, he would always warn me and tell me and I never took heed to it. And maybe about 17 years old, I participated in, um, of course, me and the guy was intimate, thought I had a boyfriend. And I experienced my very first pregnancy, my very first pregnancy. And I had it had and I chose to get an abortion. Actually, I write in my book about it and I talk about it's called the aborted destiny. And I just talk about how I went to the doctor. They told me I was pregnant. And as soon as they told me, they handed over an abortion pamphlet like there were no um, other choice. You know, I'm young, 17, not knowing what to do. You know how I was going to tell my dad because he raised me as a single parent. So my dad raised me and I'm sure from his stories, his mom was a single parent. And then uh, going back to my mother, I remember her before her passing. She was a single parent and her saying how she came from a single parent household. So I just noticed that that was coming down through my bloodline, you know, generation to generation to generation. And here I am, you know, unmarried in a unhealthy, toxic relationship, uh, verbally, mentally abused, physically abused. And yet I'm pregnant. So when she had me that pamphlet, That was just what I received as a young, single, 17-year-old teenager. So moving forward, I stayed in that relationship for a really long time. Then I got into another relationship in my early 20s. I had my very first baby, and I became that single parent that I dreaded to be. Y'all, I became that woman and not further uh, after that, that relationship did not work out. And I, you know, my sister, she invited me to church. So I went to church with her and the uh, pastor began to preach. And this is all in my first book, uh, Single Don't Mean Sorrow, Find Your Purpose and Prosper. And the pastor began to preach. And I just remember him saying, um, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable 
unto God, which is your reasonable service. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Because that's something that I wasn't taught growing up. So just moving forward, um, I joined the church. My life began to change drastically. I began to come out of those relationships. I began to accept the fact that I am a single woman and I am a single parent. But there's got to be a man out there for me. And I remember writing in my book um, about how I would hear the scripture about uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. But however, I didn't know I was a good thing. So instead of me being found, I began to look. So I just began to date, not saying that I was uh, intimate or anything with everyone that I dated, but I just began to date and just give my number out and just hoping that this one is it. This is my husband. This is going to be it. Always at the grocery store. Maybe it's him. Maybe he's going to say something at the gas station. Maybe it's him. Maybe he's going to say something. Yearning for a man so bad to complete me, not knowing that you have to be complete in God before your man even comes. A hole in a hole makes one. Amen. So I just began to look and on the prowl, but guess what, y'all? I fell flat on my face. Purpose, I was never living in purpose, just searching for a man. When the singlehood that I learned later on in life, your singlehood is a time that you spend to get to know who you are. It's a time that you spend to get to build a more intimate relationship with God. So about the time that I fell on my face, I just remember crying out to God and repenting, asking him to keep me. I am tired of searching. And I just remember God coming and wiping the tears from my face and just letting me know that you've been looking for a husband and here I am. Oh my God. He was just like, here I am. My first love, my first husband was in God all that time and let me know that single don't mean sorrow. Daughter, find your purpose and prosper in the things of God. There is so much more that God has in store for you as a single person than just you finding a man. Amen. Finding a man when you can really get to find yourself in Christ. And I thank God for that revelation because at that moment of repentance is when I said, you know what, God, I'm tired. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And if I never get a man, I still say yes. Yes to your will, Lord. Yes to your ways. Yes, I obey. And from that moment forward, I just took off running for for the Lord, serving in ministry, serving in outside ministry. He gave me a ministry of of my own to uh, be a steward over entitled single don't mean sorrow which is on youtube and i just remember just working from the for the lord and just surrendering my body to him and becoming celibate and many years later when i wasn't paying attention here comes a man presenting himself to me to pursue me through god it was beautiful scary at first just a little because I was on hey I was like hey what you need what you want (laughs) I'm focused on God how may I help you follow me on Facebook I gotta go because I always just wanted I was just caught up in ministry and I just wanted to please God and I took order and instructions from the Holy Spirit which I write about in my second book which is entitled my teller made man it's never too late to wait because I was uh 
you know, progressing in age. And the enemy would always say, well, maybe you just won't. I said, oh, well, maybe I won't. I'm still going to keep God as my first love. And God let me know that he preserved me at my yes. So don't be afraid that you're aging. Don't get afraid, be afraid that you're getting older. And uh, because God will make up the difference. He really would. Um, just moving forward, once I started, uh, once I went on and took instructions from the Lord and God let me know in my spirit that it's okay. You can talk to him. He's safe. You know, he's not out to manipulate you. He's not out for your body. He's not out to trick you. And it was so true. This man pursued me. He treated me so, 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 so well. My husband to this day, Martinez Billingsley, the host of Macchiato's Music in the Scriptures podcast, which I love so much. Um, But moving along, God just lets me know that Proverbs 10 and 22 says, the blessings of the Lord make it one rich and add no sorrow to it. It is a blessing to be in the will of God. And if his will for your life at this moment is to be single and Embrace it. Embrace the state that God has you in because he's shape making and molding you. And when I asked God finally in 2014, I did a vision board and I said, prepare me for marriage. I didn't just ask for marriage. I didn't just ask for a husband. I said, prepare me for him. And you have to be, as they say, be careful what you pray for because my preparation for marriage was in my forgiveness. So I had to go through a season where the people that I loved the most, I had to forgive. The people that I didn't know, you know, what the enemy would use even on my jobs that disappointed me, I had to forgive them and it was a fight. And that's one of the things you'll have to do in marriage. So God was preparing me through the persecution. So sometimes we're asking God to remove the things from our plate, but I later learned in life that we can ask God to enlarge the plate so that we can rearrange the things and learn how to balance them so that we can use them for the promises that he has for us. So I just wanted to get on here today and I'm talk about singlehood and just how important it is and just how beautiful it is. Marriage is beautiful. Marriage is powerful. Marriage is work. And where you are now in your singlehood is basic training. And if you can't pass basic training, you cannot get out there on the army field. Um, As they do in the army, they send them to basic training. They send them to boot camp so that they can unlearn the things from the past, the unlearned behaviors of their upbringing and that they can shape, make and mold them and make them a warrior. And that's what you have to be for marriage. So take this time and love on your neighbor. If you still have five and six people that you hate, you might want to work on loving them because if you are still a person that's easily offended in your singlehood, if you're still a person that, that still can't stand that person, can't stand that person, can't stand that person, person, then guess what? You'll be a prime candidate for the enemy to present divorce to you as soon as your husband disappoint you. Because disappointment comes when two people are joining to be one. So I just wanted to encourage you in your singlehood that single don't mean sorrow. Find your purpose and prosper. This book is very, very powerful. I talk about how God broke a battle that I 
I've dealt with for seven years, how he broke it in seven minutes. The supernatural prayers of the righteous availeth much in my life. So this is the NIM podcast. This is entitled Single Domain Sorrow. I pray that it help you even if you're married, um, because I had a married woman come to me as I, when I was single and said, I wish I had this when I was single. I wouldn't have went through some of the things in my marriage that I did. So uh, we just counted all joy that God has used as using his people to pour into the lives of other people. And I just say, humble yourselves and get ready and allow God to shape, make and mold you. But let him be your husband. He is your first love. The Bible tells us I love the Lord because he first loved me. So God is your first love. So get to know him even more, build a more uh, uh, intimate relationship with him, get a prayer life, get a fasting life, get a life outside yourself and inside the will of God. Because in this book, I do write that the best place to be is not in the hands of man, but it's in the will of God. And I truly believe that on today, but I pray your strength. I pray that even if it be your will, your desire to be married and God's will, that that will happen for you soon. Not my soon, but God's soon. <laughs> his ways are not like ours and his thoughts are far from ours. And I thank God for that because sometimes I tend to overthink to be uh, transparent with you all. So I thank God that he doesn't overthink, but his thought is perfect towards you. Amen. Amen. According to Jeremiah 29 and 11, it reads, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That let me know that my future is in God's thoughts. Your future is in God's thoughts. You just have to keep holding on. Be patient operate and start practicing the fruits of the spirit, which one of them is long suffering. Sometimes it may seem like you're suffering in your singlehood, but you are not. You have to take that thing and count it all joy. I'm telling you, my singlehood began to be so amazingly excited to me that I didn't want to leave it. (laughs) I was like, if I have to be 90 and get married, then so be it. I just started really enjoying in my singlehood. So see what God wants to do with you now in your singlehood so that you will not settle. Another thing is your esteem. Let God work on your esteem. I have very poor self-esteem. I settled for less than God's best. I did. I didn't care as long as he was a man and he wanted to date me or I would pay for the date sometimes. Sometimes I would go and pick them up and go get the ticket for the movie and tell them what time it start. I was creating my own will for my own life. So it just wasn't fulfilling because the Bible tells us again, I say the blessings of the Lord make it one rich and add no sorrow to it. So God's blessings won't end in sorrow. So we just have to continue to keep our minds stayed on Christ so that we can stay in perfect peace. Okay, so don't settle and it has to do a lot with your self-esteem. So I noticed that um, people used to say many years ago, you attract who you are. I never knew what that meant. I used to say, well, I'm not like him. I don't play people. I don't this. But you attract who you are simply means you attract what you're willing to settle for. 
They'll walk up to anyone and God will not let you go in blinded. He's going to show you who a person is because he cares for us and he know his thoughts towards us. So he's always going to give us a red flag. He is always going to show us who a person is. It's up to us to take the blinders of lust from our eyes and see them for who they really are. And when we do and we receive them, that that's where the saying comes from that you attract who you are. So you're attracting people or attracted spirits or attracted to low self-esteem people with daddy issues. I wrote about in my second book, I know a guy that was saying, you know, uh, he said it to his friend, but I was right there that I'm going to talk to that girl. She looked like she has daddy issues. And I thought that was really sad that he would go on a prowl and pray P-R-E-Y for a woman that had issues with her daddy. So there, there's a lot we can talk about in singlehood. I want to be here for you. If you have any questions, you can also email me. I'll use, I'll leave my email at the end of this podcast. You can inbox me your questions on singlehood because I want to see you healthy and thriving in your singlehood. I want to see you surviving in your singlehood. We're going to talk about a lot on the And I Am podcast. And today I chose uh, single domain sorrow because that's where I come from. I was a single parent for about 12 years. I got married uh, on that 12, 12, about that 12 and a half year. And I waited patiently. I waited patiently in the latter part of my singlehood. But I tell you, I enjoyed it. And you can find joy. You can find peace in your singlehood. Just don't settle for less than God's best. He has a king but you have to know you are a queen to accept them. All right, so moving on along, I do have a second book and it is entitled, My Teller May Man is Not Too Late to Wait, as I stated before. And in this book, I just talk about how God continued to prepare me for marriage. Um, I talk about in this book how even when he told me to get wraps and I would get dressed for church and I would look in the mirror like, "Uh uh-uh, take that off, that's a little too tight. Put this wrap on, you can't afford I was a single parent, couldn't afford any more clothes. All right, put that shirt on. Now put this wrap on. I wrapped myself up. Not saying that I was wrapped up to an extent, like I had a choir robe on, (laughs) y'all. But I just went by little pretty wraps that, you know, the young ladies was wearing. And I would just wrap myself up. And that's what God had for me in that season. Because he hid me in plain sight. I was always a servant working in the kingdom. But anyone's eyes could not behold the beauty in me. Do you understand? So sometimes we think that uh, the that our our self esteem is hit because we think that we're. I was thinking maybe I'm too short, or maybe this, or maybe my my temples are too thin, or maybe I'm too fat, or maybe I'm too. I was thinking of all the things that I could have been, but guess what? A person that does not know how to behold beauty can never see the beauty inside of you. The person that does not know how to see value or value things or value a woman can never see the value in you. So it's not that you didn't have it. It's just that they didn't have the beholder's eye to see it. It's a lot of men that were raised by 
single parents themselves. So they didn't see their mother being treated like a queen. They seen their mother working one and two jobs and, you know, three jobs and struggling and hustling. And yes, she was a good mother. However, if they missed that opportune time to see that woman be cherished and nourished by a man, then that is very hard for them to do it. Now, I'm not saying this is every case, but it could be some cases. I know that I talked to my dad a few times and some of the things that I went through, I would share with him and he would say, well, I didn't know because that ain't how I grew up. So his reality was what I was lacking, but I lacked it, but his reality was not to give it. So sometimes we're looking for in a man what they don't possess to give to us in the first place. Come on. So that's why I do this podcast. I just really want to see you guys moving forward. I want to see you uh, looking good, feeling good, and just serving and waiting on the Lord. And he will give you the desire to desire. He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. All right. So that is what I have on Don't Settle. Please do not settle, not only with a man, but also with anything in life. Do not settle because God wants what's best for you. He wants you to be blessed by the best so that you can not only live your best life, but you can live a yes life. Amen. So thank you all again for joining my first episode of the And I Am podcast. I want to give another shout out to the women because it is the month of March. It is women's month. So blessings to my women out there. I love you all. And I pray that you will receive the prosperity and the blessings that all things that the Lord have for you in this year for this month. All right. Again, this is the and I am podcast. You can find me at andbillingsley.net and Billingsley on Facebook and on Instagram. And I am underscore my email and bills three zero at gmail.com. Again, blessings to you and keep going.